life. Are you growing with it or feeling left out? Either way or in between, you're in the right place today with the host of Change Already, Your Future, Your Choice, Jillian. She's an award-winning author and radio personality. She's warm, she's fuzzy, and she's got an attitude. Hello and welcome. I'm Jillian Moss-Backman, and this is Change Already with Jillian. Life seems to go in cycles. Either you're really, really, really busy and going from one event to another, whether that's Mm -hmm. with your kids or having fun going from event to event, or it seems like you're bored to tears with nothing much to do. Do you find that in your life? It, It just seems to go in cycles. And when that happens to me, it seems that I get overstimulated and my brain just goes crazy with thoughts and ideas and expansions of what I'm supposed to learn about all that. You know, when you're little, we call that a growing spurt, I suppose, but is that possible at our age? (laughs) I'm only speaking for my age now. I'm not transposing that on the rest of you. Of course, we don't call them growing spurts anymore, but we call them when you get older, and at my age, we call them changes, right? That's the big code word for growing spurts, I suppose. I love semantics. It's all in the words and the way that you present it out there and how people perceive it. Anyway, in the last couple weeks, it's just been a whirlwind of events for my personal life. As I told you, I went to the John Ford Book Drop event with my guests that were on the air several weeks ago, Joseph Malham and Erica Hilton, And that event was hosted at the Hilton Asthma Gallery in Chicago. And on top of all that, it was alongside this incredible artist that I knew a little bit about but had the pleasure to sit with and talk to great length. And his name is Dennis Menarchy. And his latest work is entitled Buffaloes and Butterflies. Well, if that wasn't enough to get my mind going... I really didn't understand John Ford and the book that uh, Joseph has put out with Lake Street Press, and you can listen to that show. It was a couple weeks ago. He was talking about John Ford and what a spiritual man he was, and I talked about not ever seeing a John Wayne movie, and apparently it was quite the joke around (laughs) the night I was at the event. But I can honestly say that I was presently surprised by Stagecoach was the movie we watched, excuse me, with John Ford and John Wayne. And afterwards, Joe gave this short spiel on John Ford and his symbolism and all the different things that he shows in his movies to reflect his Catholic background and goes to show you that there's symbolism in everything if you're willing to stop and take a look and see beyond the visual that you're at. And his book goes into great detail about the relationship John Ford and John Wayne had and John Ford as a poet. So I'm finding that a good read. You might want to pick that up for yourselves. 
And then we had buffaloes and butterflies, which I'll be talking about, I don't know, at some point in time, but that in itself blew my mind. And if that wasn't enough, then I went to Nora Dunn's one-woman show that same weekend in an intimate theater in Chicago. If you recall, she is an actress that was on Saturday Night Live, and she does this one-woman show. And it talks about her background growing up in the Chicago area and her relationship with African Americans and her relationship and how it grew up in the arts. It was just fascinating, and she did several different characters. And I had a chance, again, to talk to her at length, and she was just an amazing woman on herself her stories and her own insecurities about her talents and where her journey was taking her. And then last week we finished off with the author and fellow radio personality Simran Singh at the last event I did last weekend. Needless to say, my head's been spinning trying to attempt to land everything that I was supposed to learn. And I guess I'm going through this great growing spurt. But it's interesting how spiritual notations and spiritual awareness kind of clumps itself together in a very short time and changes you very quickly. And then you have to kind of grow into, at least I do, what has been coming up for me in the certain areas I saw, the visuals, the conversation, and how some of it was very pure to me and very organic. And then some of it seemed to be a little energetically scattered. And they weren't quite sure of who they were yet in the whole process and how it fits in. And I'm not sure if they're out on their journey to find out more about themselves, which is always the bottom line to the arts as we know it, but what were they to learn together and what everyone is supposed to learn along their way. Sometimes you have to wait for that all to materialize. But one of the big messages that I gleaned through all this action pack that I've been going through is that new experiences always are coming at you. And whether you choose to engage with those or not is your business. But as I was writing my book a couple of years ago, I kept going into this vortex, and I kept asking myself periodically, what's the point of writing another book about spirituality? And it kept bubbling to the top and to the point where it was just almost absurdity when it kept coming up and I wasn't really sure about why I was doing another book because there were great books out there. But as I started unfolding and watching these particular artists in this last month, that open-ended question started coming back up to me and I thought to myself, well, what are the all of these artists doing? because there's lots of books written about John Ford and John Wayne. There's lots of books about different things out there, including Simran Singh and the book that she's written is a lot similar to what I've written myself. So you start asking yourself, 
what's the point of all of this? And as I started breaking down and compartmentalizing the information that I got through this, I started to realize that the creative process has an avenue for each one of us to walk down and that, of course, everybody's story adds to the pile of what's important and eventually something breaks through to the light. You could call it a subjective spiritual breakthrough, I suppose. For a lot of people, you never know what the package looks like when that's going to come to you. You just have to be ready when it comes. And so these last couple weeks, I've been looking at these different artists and seeing a lot of similarities in myself. And I think that was one of the big breakthroughs I made when I was looking at all of them. And how isn't that the truth for all of us? Isn't that the truth when you read a book or you go see an art gallery and an art exhibit, or you go see a theater play, each one of us touch our lives in such a unique way that hopefully we take what we've experienced in the moment and accept ourselves and hopefully have a spiritual breakthrough along the way. I want to touch on breakthroughs as we go forward today in the, in the next part of the show because I think we all have them. It's that instantaneously moment in time where we've got this frustrating question, whether simple or complex, and the answers come to us right before our eyes, but yet we miss the opportunity to walk through the mystery because we don't know what the breakthrough will bring. After the break, I want to talk about how we all have those spiritual breakthroughs and what we can do about getting through the unknown to the other side and maybe look at it a different direction than you have before and experience the breakthrough in a different light. We'll talk about that right after this quick break.
Looking for more? Welcome back. Here's your host, Jillian, warm and fuzzy with an attitude. back. I'm your host, Jillian Moss-Backman, and this is Change Already, Your Future, Your Choice with me, Jillian. Before the break, I started introducing the topic I want to finish the show out today with what is a spiritual breakthrough for you, and have you had one? Have you had recently come across one and you're not sure you had it? One of the other things that I didn't mention in the introduction of the show was the passing of my mentor and my teacher, uh, Swami Mohandas, who I wrote about quite at length in my book, Beyond the Pews, Breaking with Tradition and Letting Go of Religious Lockdown. He was my teacher I had from India, and I was blessed enough to be with him for over 15 years. And I really believe he had a way of teaching spirituality to the world that was practical application. And I I believe and I know for a fact that I think that's where most of my practicality came from spirituality, it's one thing to say words that sound wonderful and are higher vibration, meaning they challenge people to think about life in a different direction. And in this case, we're talking about spirituality from dogma to practicality. But it's another thing to be able to teach people how to be practical practical in their spirituality. And I know for a fact that he was one of the mentors in my life that was able to not only teach me the words to help others to understand it, but the way that he lived his life. And I'm trying to sort through that in my own head of what all that means at the moment. So I'll be writing a blog probably in the next couple weeks. Right now I'm just kind of taking it all in. And he was 94, so he led a very fruitful life for 94 years, teaching thousands and millions of people what it meant to lead a spiritual, practical existence. So let's get back to the subject at hand, which is subjective spiritual breakthroughs. Aren't there inner questions that we all have that seem to be so challenging and frustrating sometimes? They don't have to be big questions like what's the purpose of life or what am I here to do, which of course we always talk about, but simple questions like what's my next step or Who am I supposed to be around or what am I supposed to be teaching my children about spirituality? Things that seem practical, but yet the answers are so elusive sometimes. 
And it's strange how when you have a breakthrough, you can have these questions in your minds for years and years, maybe weeks, maybe days, and for me, sometimes years. <laughs> Those internal questions that elude us, and no matter how hard we try to solve that mystery of the answer for ourselves, it seems to just keep crumbling between our hands and fading back into the shadows only to torment, torment us again and again until we figure it out on our own. I was talking in the first segment about wondering why tell my story and what was the point because there were so many great spiritual teachers out there saying the same thing, which is the end game of what we all want, which is universal love and authenticity. It's really interesting, however, I came full circle with this question last weekend, and I and it's just been something that's been in the back of my mind. I don't pay too much attention to it anymore. But as you recall, I had a conversation with Simran Singh last week on the on the show and her Rebel Road Tour that she's going on promoting her latest book, Conversations with the Universe. And in that conversation afterwards, we decided that we would do a videotaping on the following Saturday with some of my close friends, and she's doing this world documentary of her tour across America. Well, that was kind of a no-brainer for both of us. So I decided that we would, I would connect her with my Sikh friends because her background is Sikh. Simran Singh is a Sikh name. And mine, of course, is Christian. And I thought it would be an interesting dynamics between the, the different factions to get them together at the Oak Creek Temple. Now, the Oak Creek Temple, as you know, most of you and some of you that you don't, is a Sikh temple that was last year the place where they had a mass shooting where a lone gunman came in and gunned down several of the prominent people in their community right there at their temple, their church, on a Sunday morning. What you don't understand is that I've told you, and I've had many shows on it, not many, several shows, on my relationship with these people, and in my book I've talked about it, but I chose deliberately not to be involved in any of the open ceremonies or any dedications or memorials they've had to these people in in the past. And I chose to do that because I didn't think it was appropriate for me to do, and I just wanted to keep it sacred in my own right. What's interesting about it is that I decided for some reason to open this, this panel and do it at the Oak Creek Temple. Well, it went really well, and there were my friend, Dr. Satwant Dillon, and another really close friend of mine, Pama, to the right of me and several other people I didn't know. So we had this conversation and I was struck by Simran. She kept saying the words, walk into your unknown. Now listen, we've all heard that statement how many times. You know, I say it, all master teachers, a lot of people say it, but what does that mean? 
And I could tell by the way that they were talking, because they were all Sikhs in their own right, and that was their origin of faith, and mine was Christianity. And we were having a discussion on the panel about what they were talking about, and the subject was moving from darkness to light. Well, they were not having any problems talking about that inner voice that we all talk about on a regular basis, and going into what she labeled the unknown. As I was listening to them all talk and being comfortable with this, and a caveat to that is their Bible, the Guru Granth Sahib, encourages people to walk within this unknown because your answers of truth and light actually reside in there. Now, I also believe that. But when it came time to my talk, and what I said was, it occurred to me in that moment, right then and there, as a Christian woman, they were looking at the, at the world completely opposite than what I had been taught in my own origin of faith. For them, the darkness was not going into the unknown. For them, the darkness was not paying attention to the the inner voice that they had and knowing that their answers and light were there. Well, from my Christian perspective, I realized at that breakthrough moment that I see life completely different. I was taught that the darkness is contained in the unknown. And that if I go into this unknown place that the rest of the people around me were comfortable going into, that was a place of evil and darkness for myself. And it was at that moment I realized what a gap there was between my friends around me and myself. And the biggest thing I was feeling in that moment was absolute sheer fear. Now, I write about this in my book, but I had never been around other people to talk about it around other people that had no idea what I was talking about. Because they could, I could tell they had empathy for what I was saying because I was literally shaking with the idea of her asking everyone to go into a place of the unknown. But I didn't realize how affected it was still to this day, even though I know going into the unknown is where my own inner voice is. Even though I know my answers are within and it's a place of happiness and joy and light for me, the mere fact that I had laid these tracks out before me since a childhood was causing this great big break between me totally surrendering into the light, as they called it, and for me it was darkness. I was watching their faces when I told them the story of, it's easy for you to go there, 
And even Simran had this look on her face. They felt sorry and felt empathy for me, but they had no idea how challenging it is for my kind of people to go into what they consider the light and what I have learned to be the darkness. It wasn't the darkness that I was scared of. It was the repentive fear that I had inside of myself if I knew that I had gone there. For a lot of times, when you tell people to venture into the unknown, they see it as purgatory, a wandering mind with no mission, answers that may not be coming from a place of truthfulness. But yet the people that I was sitting next to believed that was the place of the Holy Land for them. This inner place of going to the unknown for their own answers is exactly what they had been encouraged to do. It really has been settling in my mind, trying to figure out where to go through with this spiritual breakthrough. My question for all of you is, have you gone through these same spiritual breakthroughs yourself? Have you gone to the edge of that unknown, not able to shake off the initial fear of going to a place that might lead you to a better place of happiness, joy, and bliss? Believe me, I know that fear. I understand it's hard for many of us to break through it if we've never been taught from the get-go that it's a place of love. What I realized was even though Simran Singh and I were coming from a different perspective, hers from the Sikh value of knowing and embracing the unknown, and mine from the Christian value of understanding, I have a healthy respect for the unknown. Nor will I ever abuse that space of the unknown. So I realized it wasn't the point of destiny that I was so concerned about. It wasn't the idea of going to the unknown It was, I didn't know how to get to the door and walk through to the unknown. So the key to breaking through maybe is not the answer to the question we keep asking ourselves. Maybe the question we should be asking ourselves is, where can I find the door that leads me to my perfect unknown. I know it changed my life, and I'm going through a great big growing spurt, (laughs) but I'm excited for my spiritual breakthrough, and I hope that you can find the door to your own. Next week, the show falls on October 31st, And it sounds counterintuitive, but I want to celebrate the holiday of Halloween. So I've invited a professor and an award-winning author named Mort Castle. And he has this new 
And his latest literary project is called The All-American Horror Stories of the 21st Century. He was key in editing all of these stories that are a compilation of short stories written in magazines and other sources from year 2000 to 2010. I hope that he joins us. He's going to join us on air, and I'm looking forward to hearing some of his ghoulish stories that will give us and get us into the holiday spirit. But between now and then, I want you to always remember, change doesn't have to be difficult, but it is necessary to grow. I'll see you same place, same time, high noon, Blog Talk Radio. Thanks for joining Jillian today. Don't miss her famous at-home personal enrichment lessons. You can complete them on your own time to accelerate your personal change. They're simple and nothing like you've experienced before. Just like Jillian, warm and fuzzy with an attitude. So change already.